Hello, you beautiful listeners. Welcome to the Super Pod Saga. His name's Aaron. His name is Tommy. And this is episode seven of the Super Pod Saga, the podcast where Aaron and I talk about every single video game topic in the world, but one at a time, not all at once. That's that's true. That'd be just a mess. That man, that would be like a year-long podcast, wouldn't it? If we just started and didn't stop until we discussed everything. That's just that's just one episode two. Episode two coming in about three weeks. Three weeks. <laughs> three years. <laughs> Today's episode. Three, yeah. Uh, today's episode is all about the best weapons in video games because the nothing makes a good video game like a good weapon i firmly believe that uh it's it's weird because like there are like when you think about it if you play a game with just like generic swords or generic guns it doesn't it's not special but like when developers are actually creative with the weapons it makes games way more fun yeah, it kind of depends with the game too, because like in games like uh, um, what you call like Team Fortress, nobody really cares about the weapons. It's all about the characters. But then you get the things like uh, I guess like Final Fantasy or something like that, and those do really stand like the Buster Sword. It's just it's so iconic. Exactly, exactly iconic. I like that. Um, so we're gonna talk about all our favorite weapons in games, and since this was my topic to pick, I'm gonna go first and. <clears throat> I'm going to pick a weapon from a video game series that I was obsessed with back when it came out, and that was the first Destiny. I was completely obsessed with Destiny. Yeah. I uh, stole memorabilia from the Walmart that I worked at. Like, uh, not like it was like the advertising stuff. So, like the they had like this Destiny oh. cube and and stuff like that. I stole it to keep at my house. <laughs> and, um, it's just cardboard. It's fine. Yeah, it was literally just cardboard. Um, I bought the collector's edition that came with a little bracelet, one of those rubber ones, and I wore that all the time. I I was very proud of loving Destiny. But anyways, uh, game is filled with weapons. If you don't know, it's your typical common, uncommon, rare, blah, blah, blah. The highest level is exotic. And in the first Destiny, the exotic weapons like were so cool. They changed, they changed things just enough to make you feel special. And the most special weapon for me was a weapon called Red Death. It was a pulse rifle, which is a uh, it's a weapon that fires in three shot bursts. But it was it fired it so fast that it was basically like one one shot that fired three times. If that makes sense, it wasn't like ba ba ba. It was like Bleh! so cool. And just the design of it it's it looks like a regular gun but it's got a, a knife a bayonet on the end and it's like half drenched in blood and uh most most weapons in destiny are like this is from the hive alien gorgath and it's his special thing and blah 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 but this one is like all the thing says the the lore description is vanguard policy urges guardians to destroy this weapon on site it is a guardian killer and that was just so sick to me because like as you go through the game you're just picking up guns left and right and you're like i don't know what this is but i'm gonna use it and then this one is apparently so evil that you're supposed to destroy it on sight i love that um as for what made it special when using it every time you got a kill with it it would start your health regeneration and it would increase your reload speed for a short time so if you're just 
blowing up enemies. It, it was great for taking out a pack of enemies because every time you get a kill, you you start healing, and then you can reload faster and kill people faster. It was just built upon itself, and it was so great. The name for that should have been just something goofy and generic like Guardian Killer or like Man Shooter. Yeah, Man Shooter. <laughs> Kills a man. <laughs> if you get a headshot, it's one <laughs> shot. <laughs> and um, they, they're they bringing back most of the guns to Destiny 2, but they haven't brought back Red Death because they like made an alternate version called Crimson, which is just a little, a little hand cannon and it's just got a little knife on it. And it's still like half blood and it's just, I don't know, it's like they took one of my favorite guns and were like, okay, here's the kid version. And it's like, dude, no, give me give me Red Death and Destiny 2. The nerf version, yeah, like they do with Fortnite guns, like, it shoots foam darts and that's... <laughs> Basically, <laughs> this is a death, or this is a guardian annoyer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, one of my favorite weapons. Uh, there, there's a ton of sweet weapons from the Devil May Cry series. Mm. Um, but probably my favorite is, uh, is Dante's Sword Rebellion, especially in Devil May Cry 3, because it's got that sweet, like, skull on the hilt, and it's got, like, a rib cage, and, like, it kind of looks like it's made out of bones, but, um, there was, there, there was, like, I think three total that I was trying to choose from, because there's also, um, from Devil May Cry 4, um, Nero's sword that has, it has, like, a little, um, would you like? I guess I got like a brake handle for like a motorcycle kind of thing, and you could like, if you like squeezed it or something, it would charge the blade and do more damage or something wonky. Um, and then there was one other one that I already forgot, but uh, yeah, Rebellion is just super sweet, and uh, there was just I've played so much of Devil May Cry three back in the day that that's one is just it's ingrained in my brain every time I say like like the coolest weapons, it just pops up right there like it's like the wallpaper of my brain's desktop yeah it's uh the hilt or the handle or whatever is an actual skeleton with glowing red eyes which is pretty cool for a sword i gotta say um hell yeah um what the i think it's you should look up i think it's rose red or trying to think of what nero's weapon is called uh rose red did not bring up anything the blue rose no, that's his revolver. I don't know. Regardless, well, um, yeah, keep I'm, going. I'm a little, I'm a little baby boy who's never played Devil May Cry. Do do you like find different weapons that you can equip for Mister Dante, or is that like his starting weapon that he always has? Yeah, he he always has that one on hand, but it's also like a almost um, Mega Man kind of thing where certain bosses will drop new weapons and stuff. Mm. Um. One I remember for sure is Agni and Rudra, and it's these two like double blades, and um, they're based off of Hindu gods. You know, one is one is like green or blue because it's uh, it has like wind powers. The other one is like orange because it has like fire powers. Um, oh yeah, and I'm looking them up now, and there's also Beowulf, which is just like um, it's like a like a hand to hand weapon. It's got like uh, what are they, they call greaves and like. Um, I guess you call them bracers or gloves or whatever, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's each game has different weapons you can unlock for Dante, and I think it was four had the coolest one. I think it was it's called Pandora's Box. Let me see, was that or no Pandora? Sorry, and it's literally just like a briefcase 
that transforms into oh, like into different weapons. Like there's um, it'll transform into like I think there's like a rifle. It'll transform into like this um wheelchair gun thing. Oh, that's funny. Um, it's it transforms into all sorts of shit, and it's it's, it's awesome. Uh, a lot of the names of these weapons are reminding me of reminds me of an iconic one, the Blades of Chaos from God of War. That's like a that at the t- I only played God of War three, and I had the PSP one. But there are few weapons that are as fun to use as the Blades of Chaos, and like it's tough to come up with a new weapon in the world of video games, but I don't think there was ever anything like the Blades of Chaos up to that point. I don't believe so either, because like because he basically just used them as whips. It's like you didn't really ever cut things. They're more just like he throws them and whips around and shit. Yeah, and you could get different combos and stuff, which was pretty fun. And I think it also speaks to how good it was, because in later games, well, I don't know about the earlier ones, but in God of War 3, they gave you, like, all these other weapons. There were, like, fists or, like, a, a hammer or something. I don't remember specifically. But none of them were as fun as the Blades of Chaos. Oh, which... I forget which game it was, but you got the Blade of Zeus? or It was just, like, literally just a big sword. Um... And it sucked because you couldn't whip around with it. Like the, yeah. uh, let me find which game it was. Yeah, there it is. You got a one three? Nope. Um, I, I'm not gonna take too long to figure that out. But yeah, it just it wasn't nearly as cool as the Blades of Chaos were because there was like infinite combos for those little bastards, and this is just like one two three. That's it. And uh, even even using them in the quick time events to kill bosses and stuff, just the way that they were used was so cool. Like wrapping them around things' necks, or cutting hydra heads off, or stabbing eyes. It was just a very versatile weapon. Yeah, it was. And he'd use them for like, uh, was it you would like tear your way down a uh, like a wall or like stab oh, them? Yeah, the wall yeah, you could use them to climb and, and stuff. He, they were yeah. He did everything with those things. I've heard that in uh, the remake that the axe of whatever is super cool, and it does look super cool, so good on them for making something finally that that is equivalent to the Blades of Chaos. I'm going to look that up real quick. What is it? Uh, what is it called? Little Leviathan Axe? I don't know. I don't have a PlayStation anymore. The, yeah, Leviathan look- Axe. It looks cool, but, like, what do it do? You can throw it, and then you hit a button, and it comes back to you, and it still cuts things along the way. Oh. Well, that's, that's still pretty cool, I suppose. That looks... Everyone says it's super satisfying. Speaking of satisfying, I, um, the next one I have is the uh, the Concrete Donkey from Worms. Oh, and, man. Uh, the concrete Donkey. The, the cool... like So, so like almost the entire game these have goofy weapons like shotguns and like uzis and grenades and stuff but then there's really goofy weapons and more of like the concrete donkey or it's literally just a fucking big old donkey statue made out of concrete that just flies out of the air and then just plummets through the earth and just like and just smashes anything underneath it so like whole sections of the map could be gone and oh that's the best and and it does the whole hee-haw hee-haw as it's falling down great 
I'm, I'm reading the description of it on a wiki page. And I feel like I do this a lot whenever we talk about things, but it's whatever. I just love the detail that is in this concrete donkey. They have that it's affected by gravity, but it's not affected by wind or electromagnets, which makes sense because it's concrete. <laughs> and under additional effects, it has massacre and landscape destruction. <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, had a Worms weapon as well that, that me and my... I, I only played Worms with my cousins whenever I would visit. And it was... I want to get the name right. It was the Old Lady. Oh, it, it's just called Old Woman. It's a old woman with a walker that you just throw out in front of you and she just makes like babbling sounds. She's like... Blah, 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 and then explodes. <laughs> as things do in Worms. And, oh, and then there, was, then there was the Super Sheep. It was just a, a sheep with... You get the control flies through the air and then it explodes. Yeah, everything. There was the holy hand grenade that explodes. <laughs> yeah, boom. Basically, everything explodes in worms, and it's great. It's so much fun. We played a, a 3D version, which was my first entrance into worms. And then uh, later, that was like when I was super young. And later in life, I saw that everyone only plays the 2D version, and that's like what's known. And apparently, everyone hated the 3D version, which was a shock to me because that was my only experience with it at the time. That is pretty shocking, but I guess I kind of get that because we're on the 2D for years. I think mm -hmm. 3D was some no six. Yeah, some games just don't transfer into 3D well. Another game I didn't transfer well from 2D to 3D was Death was Earthworm Jim. Man, if you could edit a fart sound in there right after I say Earthworm Jim 3D. I'm sure I can figure that out. I, I think that's within my capabilities. Um, okay. When was Earthworm Jim in 3D? I've only seen the 2D ones. Well, we don't talk about Earthworm Jim 3D, <laughs> but no, it was like N64, I believe. Classic. Um, Earthworm Jim 3D. Yep, N64. And that's what it was called, was Earthworm Jim 3D. Yeah, and it was just a piece of crap. <laughs> huh, unfortunate. It's it's really funny, because wasn't Mario 64 one of the first games, like 3D games for the 64? Yeah, and it was like one of the first. It was, I guess it was the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the, like the hallmark, but it was like the foundation for the, 3D platforms. The benchmark. Benchmark, there you Something go. Something like that. But yeah, that's what I was yeah. going to say. Is like They had the textbook right there for how to do it, and it's, it's crazy that so many games couldn't figure it out when it's, it's right there. I appreciated that in Super Mario 64, they had an explanation for the camera, that it's the camera of the Lakitu oh, yeah. following you around. <laughs> no other game gives you an explanation for why you're viewing up above the character, but what a nice touch. Unless it's, uh, unless it's um, Manhunt. Where it's just like you're in a you're in a snuff film because you got kidnapped. Haha, <laughs> manhunt. Yep, Mario sixty four and manhunt. <laughs> Two peas <laughs> in a pod. Uh, I had uh, to go back to weapons. <laughs> um, one of my favorite games in college was the uh, Kingdoms of Amalur: Reckoning, which kind of flew under a lot of people's radar well it was it was kind of big at the time but then obviously the the studio went bankrupt and shut down but they had a super unique weapon type in there called chakrams which were super cool they were like these discs 
that you held in your hand, but were like a hollow on the inside. So not like a Frisbee, but like a Frisbee with a hole in it. And you had combos with them. They were kind of similar to the Blades of Chaos, I suppose. But you would throw them and they would do patterns around you, basically, like circles or longer shapes or whatever. And so it was a weapon that was a combo between melee and area of effect type weapons, which is really cool. And they had different weapons like fire, ice, poison, etc. So you could basically run around and be this area of effect doing damage to things. And it was just such a such a neat, unique idea that you really don't see a lot of in games. And, and I thought that was super cool. That is cool. Oh my gosh, I wish I could remember what the hell my character even was in that game because I played it like eight years ago I think maybe it was daggers oh yeah um, daggers were good you could do some some good backstab damage maybe that was it I don't know I was a uh, mainly an archer but I also had daggers in case anyone came close I really liked being an archer in that one because it also focused on like setting traps so you could not only do all these super cool arrow moves but you could set traps around too so that like you could keep people at bay with your traps so you could shoot them with arrows. Cool. That's what an archer should be like. That, that That's some like D&D kind of stuff. Yeah, cool. exactly. Man, if only the studio hadn't gone bankrupt and could make their MMO that they wanted to, maybe I would actually be playing an MMO. <laughs> I love the story of this, too. Wasn't it? It was like a baseball star? Was yeah, like, it was... Oh, make a game. <laughs> Kurt Schilling was super into World of Warcraft. So when he retired, he was like, I'm going to spend all my money, literally all my money, <laughs> to make my own MMO. And uh, they, they made Kingdoms of Amul or Reckoning to fund the MMO. And they also made a deal with the state of Rhode Island to be headquartered there. And then uh, Mr. Schilling didn't actually know how to run a video game company and lost all of his money. He, he lost all of it. And... The state of Rhode Island never got their money. The actual developers never got their money for their work. It was, it just ended up in a horrible mess. Leave it to a, to an ex-baseball star or player or whatever to then try to make a video game and then run into the ground. Yeah, textbook right. classic. <laughs> we love you, though, Kurt. It was, it was pretty fun. Speaking of running something into the ground, um, this wasn't this un- shovel I've got. <laughs> yeah. Um, this one wasn't on my list before, but I'm gonna add it anyway. Uh, and it's Zarya's gun because Ooh. I love Zarya from Overwatch. It's just, uh, yeah, the uh, the primary fire on it, this sweet little laser beam, just about to, and then people, especially on a little little squishy boys like um, like what's her name? Um, Tracer. Fast chick. Tracer. There we go. Oh my gosh, I got it right the first try. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, then you had the secondary fire, the little grenade launcher thing. Oh, it's so satisfying to pull one of those off, like, super far away. Um, and, uh, but... yeah, that's one of the best designs guns in Overwatch, I'd say, because also her other ability is shielding herself and shielding allies. And if you time it right, when those shields take damage, it charges up your gun so that the laser and the grenades do more damage. Yeah. I should have put her in the... Uh... The um, wait, do we have a, a cool characters episode? Oh, I we did. We also that that could also fit under mechanics too. That's true. Dang it. Mm. Oh yeah, no, well, Zarya's gun is just, is cool though. Yeah, you got that in here. I I actually had a gun from Overwatch as well, and uh, 
I really love the mechanics around Anna's sniper rifle, or Anna. I, I'm going to keep saying Anna, because that's what I say when I play. Okay. Anna's sniper rifle. Um, for a long, Destiny really, or not Destiny, Overwatch likes to kind of not give the healers cool stuff. So when they introduce Anna, her gun was like super cool. She's She's a sniper, which there are a few of in Overwatch, but if she shoots her teammates, it heals them. And if she shoots the enemies, it damages them. So when there's like a fight going on, you can just shoot into that mass of people and you're gonna be doing good to heal or bad to damage. And that's that's cool on its own. But I also like that um, the, the gun changes whether you're scoped in or not. If you're, I, this, I hope I can explain this okay. If you're not scoped in and you shoot the sniper rifle, the bullet actually travels through space. It's like a projectile. And so it moves a bit slower and it like moves through space. If you're zoomed in, it's an instant. When you click the mouse button, it instantly hits whatever you're aiming at. So we've got that flexibility. Like when there's a mass of people, you can you want to fire it without being scoped in so that you have a better chance of hitting things. But if you're only focusing on one person, you can zoom it in to, to focus on that one thing and try and just click on them. I always think it's interesting that like the the complexity of Overwatch characters varies so much. Like you can't just jump into a game and and be good at using Zarya or Anna's gun, but they have characters like Cassidy who it's just a revolver and he can throw a flashbang and he can roll. And those are that's it for him. That's his entire thing. His roll always gets me though. It's it's just Everybody else has like a jetpack, or um, or uh, Lucio is just like you can either be fast or be healed. But then he's just nah somersault. Did you did you? There's actually a bit of controversy around his role. I don't know if you've ever seen that before because it's kind of in the weeds. I haven't. Uh, what's that? <laughs> so there's. The fan base is split over whether he should be able to roll in the after he jumps or he's in the air, or if he should only be able to roll on the ground. And the developers have gone back and forth on this a few times. I mean, I feel like it's not all that often that people are jumping with that guy unless they're just like spam jumping or something. That would be sweet though. Like that'd be some acrobatic like dodging in the air at you and like he grabs you and just fucking pow, pow, pow. yeah yeah that would make for some cool stuff um okay speaking of uh speaking of moist things um <laughs> the next one on my list is uh it's the brotherhood sword from final fantasy 10 and i like i like the, the look of it obviously because it looks like it's made out of water and it's just it's just sweet looking but um then there's also i guess like the whole story behind it too because uh it was like waka's brother's sword that died to the sin I, I believe and then uh Waga's like hey man you look like my brother and i just <laughs> did an awful <laughs> I, I did an awful impersonation of Waka, but uh, he's the uh the the what's the blitz baller right yep yeah he just throws a ball at monsters until they die that's john dimaggio voice of bender and other things no shit yeah it, it is I didn't know that. That's cool. Right? Oh, yeah. And his brother's name is Chapu, and he was married to Lulu. As everyone knows. Chapu. 
Um, but no, yeah, it's just a cool weapon, cool story behind it. Um, Final Fantasy X, yeah, brand, brand just came out, brand new. Check it out. Brand new. I like that it's <laughs> made of water and not ice, because you could tell ice would make sense because it's a blade, but no, no, it's water. I don't know. I think it's maybe just because, like, I, I guess there's a whole like thing with with the sea with that game, and like, or I guess not with the sea, but like, I guess with Bloodsport. I don't know. We could go to an ad break. Are you ready for an ad break? We have sponsors. Ooh, let me kick my feet back. I got my water ready. Oh, go for it. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Aaron, have you ever made a sandwich before? I believe so. I love sandwiches. Yeah. What do you What do you put on your sandwiches? Um, you know, some roast beef, some mustard. We'll do that. Have you ever considered trying bologna? I have not. What is bologna? Bologna is a type of meat that I don't know a lot about, but often people don't have it in their homes. But fortunately, we've got a way to get it directly. You can get bologna directly into your sandwich from your the comfort of your own home. And I'm speaking, of course, about download a bologna. You don't have to go to the store anymore to get bologna. You can just download a bologna. And, uh, and the, the download of bologna, you just print it from your computer off of your printer and you've got bologna for your sandwich. And the important thing is you can't get download of bologna in store. Download of bologna, bologna is downloadable only. I'm gonna say that again. Download of bologna, bologna is downloadable only. You can only download this bologna through download of bologna's website. So Aaron, the next time you're in need of bologna, where are you gonna go? Downloadable Baloney's or Downloadable Baloney, which is Downloadable Only. Correct. Thanks, Downloadable Baloney. Ooh, I wonder how we go about getting a uh, like a poster or something like that to slap on the back of a bus or like a park bench or something. That'd be like just just see Tommy, two thumbs up, cheesy grin. Downloadable Baloney is Downloadable Only. It's now. it's way more expensive than you would ever think. Um, after college, I, I started a a sports website for Sioux City Sports and I was like looking into advertising and it's like thousands of dollars for the smallest possible thing. <laughs> advertising is ridiculous. <clears throat> only, only that would that, that'd be the only possible way to make the, che- the world's cheapest and most questionable de- uh, deli meat. It's just so expensive and hard to get. <laughs> <laughs> um, my next weapon. So this is going to be a weird one for me because this is the first one where I don't have a lot of experience with it, but the weapon was so cool that it made a forever impact with me. And that's the Nightmare Blade or Sword or whatever from the Soul Calibur series. I only played Soul Calibur 2 on the GameCube. It was one of the first GameCube games I got, which is really weird to me because I don't... I don't play any other fighting games, really, at all, but I don't know what it was that got me to get Soul Calibur 2, but I sure did. And the character I played with most was Nightmare, and Mm -hmm. he's got this giant sword. It's, like, taller than himself, and it's all meaty and gross, and it's got a giant eye right in the middle that looks around and stuff. I've never seen anything like it. The coolest part about the whole thing is that, like, Every other character is like, um, oh, you've got Maxi with a pair of nunchucks, or you've got fucking uh, Song Mina who's just got a halberd. But no, uh, 
Yeah, this motherfucker just comes in, and his sword kind of like slowly evolves over the course of like series two, because like oh, it starts cool. off. I think like the very first game in the series was called Soul Edge, and he started off just as Siegfried, who found Soul Edge, and like the more souls he gathers, the more it like corrupts him and just uh, eats up his body and shit. And then as the series goes along, it just gets even more and more grotesque. And like, I think it was like Soul Calibur Four, where he's just full nightmare, just full like demon looking, and the sword doesn't even resemble resemble a sword anymore. It looks like it's made out of like amber or something. And it's it's sweet. That series is just sweet. That's cool. I didn't know that. I okay. This is gonna sound crazy, but I didn't even know there was a story to Soul Calibur. Even though there was probably a story mode in Soul Calibur too, I don't know. I don't know what I did in that game. I just remember playing Nightmare and being like, "He's so strong! Look at him smash!" Smash. Did you ever? Yeah, you played as Link in that one, then, didn't you? Did you have the GameCube one? Yeah, I had the GameCube one, but I never played as Link because his sword didn't do as much damage. I mean, that's true. <laughs> that was all I cared about. Like, it took me so long in life to figure out that the most powerful things aren't always the best. Like, when I would play Pokemon, like, gold and red and blue at that age and stuff, all my attacks were just whatever did the most damage. I did the same thing, too. Like, whenever any of my Pokemon learned, um, like, Tail Whip or Growl, I'd be like, no, I don't, it doesn't do anything. I don't like that. And I would replace it with, like, Fire Punch or Hyper Beam. Like, no, I don't want to whip a tail. You, you crazy? Yeah, or I would use Thunder, which only has like a 30% chance to hit. And I was like, it does so much damage. Why would they make it not hit if I'm not supposed to use it? I mean, if you use um, Rain Dance, or if it's raining and you use that, it has a 100% chance to hit. I didn't, I didn't know that as a child. I didn't even understand how Guillotine worked. It said, it's a one-hit KO, and I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know what those words mean. What's what's a co? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I have uh, a question for you. Uh, yes, sir. Um, we kind of talked about it a little bit, but I don't think either of us had this on our list. What do you think about the Master Sword from The Legend of Zelda's? Oh, that's another iconic one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's been in every game, I'm pretty sure, right? Like, even Link's Awakening? I think so. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, no, that's a that's a pretty cool one. They uh, when Link was in uh, Soul Calibur two, actually, that was like his first weapon, which is actually his worst weapon. Um, but no, it's cool. <laughs> I think it's lame. <laughs> I think oh. uh, I think it's like cool <laughs> that it's in every game, but like uh, w w I remember in a Link to the Past, maybe or the original Zelda, if you're at full health, it like shoots a thing forward. Yeah. And and in Breath of the Wild, it's unbreakable, but it's not really, beyond that, it's just like a sword, you know? Yeah, and it has to, like, recharge after a certain amount of, it only has like, a certain amount of energy, and that was, like, the drawback to it being unbreakable, because that game was all about breakable weapons. Yeah, yeah, it's, which was really weird, because, like... <laughs> <laughs> they somehow made the the master sword like I don't know not good. We just I, I liked using all the different weapons in Breath of the Wild, but I don't know. I, I would have liked to have like found something that I liked and been able to keep using. I know, like uh, like in Skyrim or something like that, when you pick up some like uber badass like unique weapon like the Jabberwocky or whatever the hell it's called, Bobby Jack is what it is, or like uh, some Daedric weapon. But no Breath of the Wild, it's like 
here's a goblin sword. Three hits, it's dead. Goodbye. They break surprisingly fast. Like, you tell yeah. someone, oh, it has breakable weapons, and they're like, oh, that's fine. But no, they break, like, way faster than they should. And it's not even like, uh, I'm pretty sure the weapons in, like, Dead Rising had better durability. You could just pick up a fucking trash can and beat a zombie to death with it. And yeah, it lasts true. longer than most weapons <laughs> in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> Weird times. I think I had the last one, which was Nightmare. What, what else did you have? Um, speaking of Nightmare, uh, the one, <laughs> the last one I have is uh, is the Switch Axe from Monster Hunter. I love the Switch Axe so much, I actually have a tattoo of it that I got a couple what? years ago. Yeah. And uh, the Switch Axe has been, like, I think the first Monster Hunter I ever played, uh, surprisingly, was World. And then I went to Four. And then I went to Rise. Um, but the Switch Axe is like my weapon of choice because I remember not being like not not being into Monster Hunter at all, and I was like, which weapon is like the the coolest to use? Or um, and the Switch Axe was like one of the least used weapons, and of course, being me, I was like, I want to use what nobody's using, so Switch Axe. But it turns out it's actually pretty good because it has like near infinite combos, especially in Rise. Um, but what makes it unique is like, so you start out in like an axe form, and it's got a long reach. It's it's kind of bulky to use, um, but as you attack an axe form, you charge up your your vial in your in your blade, and the vials have different things. Like it'll be like a power boost, um, boost to element damage, or like some ailment or something like that. But then, um, like once you switch to your blade form. Um, your attacks, you have less range, but your attacks are a lot faster, and you can do more combos and stuff. And in blade form, your your attacks will use that vial, and um, and as you get more and more hits with that, you'll keep building up this other gauge. I forget what it's called, but um, oh, switch axe is just so sweet. Like I'll sometimes use a hammer in Monster Hunter Rise, but then I'm, then it's like no, nah, no nah, switch axe just it gets the job done and it does it well. Man, Monster Hunter, what an impenetrable game for me, a child. <laughs> I've, I've tried, and the combos and the controls are just insane. Like, having to hold left bumper and then move the stick up and then hit the other bumper. It's It just, I, I, I'm sure I would enjoy it if I had the time to put into it, but man, so, so complex. It's, I, I get that. For sure, like when I first started the game, it, yeah, it's it's a really clunky game. Like you gotta like hold left bump and then use like A and B to cycle through your like tool belt. But then, God forbid, you want to use an emote. Holy shit, you gotta hold down like some other button and use your fucking stick. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it is pretty clunky. I get that. And you gotta emote on their corpses. You can't just not emote. Yeah, there's no tea bag. You have to emote. There's no crouch. Um. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, Tommy, buy the game, and you, you got me here to teach you. We'll, we'll play. I'll, I'll lead you to glory. We'll be the premier podcast tag team super duo, and we'll stream it, and we'll become famous. If we ever, yeah, if we ever make, make enough money that we could have the time commitment to stream, that is absolutely something we'll do, is you teaching me to play Monster Hunter. We'll call it Baby's, we'll it. We'll... baby's First Monster Hunter. <laughs> Monster Hunter for, for I was going to say dummies, but you're not a dummy. <laughs> you can say it. Baby's first Monster Hunter for dummies. <laughs> Perfect. 
Um, I only had one weapon left, and it is absolutely not a weapon for babies, as really there aren't any weapons for babies, I guess. But um, another another iconic one is the Lancer from Gears of War. Oh yes. For for those of you who aren't aware, the Lancer is like a it's a big old gun, and it's got a chainsaw on the bottom of it that you can start up, rev up, and and you can slice through enemies with it. And I like it a lot because just the design itself is super cool. It's a gun with a chainsaw. When have you ever seen that before? But it isn't like an auto use thing. You have to hold the B button to actually rev it up and start it. And then you have to go into someone. You can't just like hit a button and use it. You have to plan in advance when you want to use it by, you know, charging it up and running into people. I thought that added a nice layer of complexity to it. Yeah, because if you, you try to charge it up and then you run at somebody and then they, they just toss a bullet at you or they like they toss like just a small pebble at you, your character will be like, eh, and they'll just they'll lower it and then you're, Ouchie. you're stuck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my ego. You're stuck there for like a minute and then you get blasted with an asher. God, what a oh my god! I I used to try so hard to be so good at the online multiplayer in Gears of War three. But literally everybody only uses the Nasher, and they would just they somehow just get close to you, headshot with a shotgun, and then that's it. It's weird to me, but Gears of War still has like an online competitive scene. Every once in a while, I get a TikTok of people playing Gears of War online, and I'm like, "Whoa, this is a thing, huh?" Yeah, it's 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 so wild. I'm sure maybe it's different now because they're on number five, I think. Yep. But like, in in the the Gears of War three days, everybody only ever used the Nasher. They would toss out like a smoke, uh, smoke grenade, and they would just come up behind you, and just fucking, just hip fire the Nasher, and you're dead. And that's that's it. Game over. Ha <laughs> ha. Fun game. <laughs> what a, what a time when every game had to have multiplayer. I think people have forgotten that because like, Not I, I feel like it. most Not games Alan are. Lake. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like most games are are multiplayer focused now, but like back in the PlayStation 3, Xbox 360 days, there was a multiplayer mode for Uncharted 2 where you could face off against other people in Uncharted 2 multiplayer. Oh my god, yeah. Same with uh, Dead Space 2 had it. Lost Planet. Mass Effect? Yeah, Mass Effect. I don't think... No, Dead Rising did have one, that's right. Dead Rising 2. Mass Effect tied their multiplayer to the story. You could get a better ending if you played more multiplayer. How the hell did that tie into it? <laughs> I, um, oh, I, I never played it because I thought it was weird. But like, I believe the story of the multiplayer was like you were facing the other team to get supplies. And so you would get those supplies and they need to be better prepared for the end of the game. I, Which I is a neat idea, but... I could definitely see that. Um, so yeah, you said you didn't have any more weapons, right? That's it for me. Then that means that there are no more cool weapons in video games. We've talked about them all. If uh, if you think that we missed one, feel free to to tweet at us at superpodsaga or email us at superpodsaga at gmail.com 
Um, any, anything else you'd like to add, Aaron, about people talking to us? Um, I mean, we also have a Facebook page, but Facebook's so hard to work with. But yeah, if you do dig up any any cool weapons in like uh, an encyclopedia you find in your grand your grandparents' basement, yeah, tweet at us. Uh, we're we take turns on on Twitter, and it's pretty funny. But yeah, that's I, it for us. I love it. Um, what's what's going to be the topic of our next episode, Mister Aaron? It's your turn to pick. Next episode is going to be boss battles. Oh, that's a good one. Could be could be good ones. Could be bad ones. Okay, okay, be. we're doing everything. I like it. My brain's already running. Oh, I I got one, one from a from a recent game. Okay. I got jot it down right now. Let's <laughs> do it. Jot it down, and I'm going to send off our wonderful listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to drop a review or share it with other people who may be interested as well. But thank you for listening. Have a great day. Bye. Aaron, Aaron, say bye. Oh, bye. Oh, I guess I didn't register my bye. <laughs> <laughs>